Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. I'm a retired Baptist preacher with over 50 years in the ministry of teaching and preaching the King James Bible, God's Holy Word. The purpose of this podcast is to present the Word of God as being just as relevant today as it was in the day it was written. Today we are going to continue our study on just a thought on the book of Revelation, a verse-by-verse study to see what God has to say to us from His Word. This is part two of our study on just a thought on the book of Revelation chapter 7. We're going to deal with verses 9 through 17. There we see the fruits of what is believed to be the preaching of the hundred and forty and four thousand Jewish evangelists who are sealed by God in the first part of this chapter. Keep in mind that these evangelists are every one from the twelve tribes of Israel. They are male virgins, according to Scripture. They are sealed before the tribulation starts, which tells us that what we are reading in chapter 7, the first seven verses, takes place before chapter 6 and the opening of the seal judgments. So in the first part, we have gone back to the beginning of the tribulation. And now in the second part of the chapter, beginning with verse 9, we are taken somewhere beyond the end of the tribulation. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, we read, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne, and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand. So notice that John, that what John sees is this great multitude standing in heaven before the throne of God. So now we've switched from earth back to heaven. We know that these are standing before the throne of God in heaven because of the surroundings and where they are said to be serving the Lord. We'll get to those surroundings and their service in just a moment. We see these souls in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. So let's look at those verses. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, Dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Notice, in Revelation 6, they are under the altar of sacrifice on earth, in the earthly temple in Jerusalem. But now, in chapter 7, they are taken to heaven before the throne of God and shall serve the Lord in the heavenly eternal temple. The Lord Jesus Christ has returned to this earth at this point. 
He has ruled in his millennial reign on the earth. All that's in the past. So what we see in this verse, these verses of scripture is in the future, out beyond the great white throne judgment. Jesus is now ruling as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The great multitude that stands now before his throne in heaven are the souls of those that were saved during the tribulation. They cannot be numbered, at least by man, for they are a great multitude. They are out of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues. And there they're standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, according to verse 9. These are Gentiles, saved out of the tribulation through the preaching of the kingdom gospel, which is what the 144,000 witnesses will preach in the tribulation. These are saved by believing the gospel of the kingdom and giving their lives for the Savior, for they will refuse the mark of the beast and will endure to the end, as they must do according to Scripture. This is either the end of their lives or the end of the tribulation. Now, if you want to see that endure to the end, look at Matthew chapter 10 and verses 16 through 22. It says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils. They will scourge you in their synagogues, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak. For it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents, and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Whether we like it or not, there's faith and works combined in that scripture. If you preach this as a plan of salvation today, as some do, then you are guilty of preaching a false gospel. Today, we get saved by grace and by grace alone. No works, lest any man should boast, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 tells us. But in that day, they must endure to the end. So if you want to get messed up in your theology, just don't believe that the scriptures speak to differing dispensations. We see this great multitude then standing in robes of white with palms in their hands. The palms were used by Israel in the Feast of Trumpets in the Old Testament. Israel would rejoice in the goodness of God, celebrating after harvest and worshiping God in booths. This speaks to a time of rejoicing and definitely connects these believers with Israel 
in the tribulation. They have placed their faith in the Savior and endured to the end, either the end of their lives or the end of the tribulation. Here we see them standing and we hear them crying in verse 10 and saying with a loud voice, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. They are rejoicing in the salvation that is obtained from God and the Lamb. All salvation comes through the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. What the blood of bulls and of goats could not do, Jesus did by giving himself a sacrifice for sin on the cross of Calvary. Listen to what Hebrews chapter 10 at verse 1 through 10 says. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually, make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers, once purged, should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance, again, made of sins every year. Every year, the sins of the people were remembered as the yearly sacrifice was offered for sins. Scripture goes on to say, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. The blood of bulls and of goats, as required by God, that is, the Jew had to bring these sacrifices, but they did not remove the sins. It only covered it up. Now it goes on. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldst not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will, the will of God, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So listen to it again. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Remember, Jesus cried on the cross, it is finished in John chapter 19. There is today no more sacrifice for sins. Either you come through the blood or you don't come at all. Either you come through the blood of the Savior or you're lost forever. Even so, in the tribulation, men will be saved by trusting the blood and enduring to the end. Slight change there, but an important one. Don't preach this as gospel for today, or you'll be guilty of false doctrine. False doctrine that will condemn a man to hell. In verse 11, the scripture goes on and says, And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God, 
So we see by this that this multitude are appearing in heaven and not on earth. Now, the certainty of that statement we find in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, verse 2, verse 4, and verse 6. Listen to what it says. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne which was set in heaven. And one sat on the throne, and round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. So now notice the beast and the elders are in heaven. These are they that fall before the throne of God and worship the Savior in heaven, not on earth. So by this, we're sure that the scene of this multitude that is set before us is in heaven and not on this earth. We find that they are following the normal in heaven, as we see in verse 12, because they fall on their faces and worship God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. The constant in heaven is the worship and praise to our God and our Savior. If you don't want to worship him now, you're sure going to be miserable then. The Lord deserves all glory to be given to him. Yet too often, we tend to give the glory to some man or good luck or mother nature, as this world likes to say. All blessings come from God. So give him the praise and the glory. We're told to do this 25 times in the book of Psalms. So in this part of our study, then, we have witnessed the great harvest of souls from the preaching of the hundred and forty and four thousand who are the sealed Jewish preachers. We have seen that they, this fruit of the ministry of this hundred forty-four thousand, are before the throne of God in heaven, out beyond the great white throne judgment. In the next part of our study, on just a thought on Revelation chapter 7, we will see their service and the comfort that they are going to receive for all eternity. So join us. Until then, God bless. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on just a thought on the book of Revelation. Now, before you go, if you live in the Riverside, California area. I want to give you a personal invitation to visit the Faith Baptist Church where our pastor, Nathan Cook, preaches the Word of God from the King James Bible. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe 
to the John Cook Ministries podcast, and you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless. Till the next video.